Hey, this is Heidi Dawson. If you love all things health and wellness and style of any kind, hang out here with me each week. I'm obsessed with never-ending improvement, and it's all in an effort to help each one of us live a wildly successful lifestyle. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Hi, guys. Welcome to the 90th episode of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. So do you ever get tired of hearing me say subscribe to the podcast? (laughs) Well, I read that it takes eight times for you to hear something before you're like, oh, yeah, I need to do that. So um, consider this number eight. (laughs) And while you're at it, if you're enjoying the episodes, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. It really does help. And just so you know, I will love you whether you do that or not, because I'm just glad you're here with me today listening. That makes me happy. (laughs) So that title... I'm not okay, you're not okay, and that's okay. Isn't that a great title? Like, I wish that I could say that I created it, but I didn't. (laughs) A dear friend of mine this week sent me an article with that title, and I loved it, so I'm using it. (laughs) Sometimes life is going to throw us curveballs. No one's exempt from that. I mean, things, you'll be going along great, and then bam, something happens, and we're left wondering what hit us. That's life. And the contrast of the bad makes the good so much better, doesn't it? So I want you to know right now, if you're going through a hard time, realize that no matter how bad things seem, they're going to get better. It's temporary. Just like stormy days don't last forever, neither do bad times. And the contrast of the clouds with the sun makes the sun so much better. And we all experience situations that are challenging, right? I mean, if you live in this world, then you may even experience discomfort or challenges weekly and maybe daily, depending on your nature. But how much of your discomfort is self-induced? How often do we relive past hurts? How often do we have arguments in our heads that we never will have in real life? How much are you worrying about things that will never happen? I know I experience this, and sometimes it really depends on what I'm reading or watching. Something I read can turn a perfectly good day bad, and nothing in my environment changed except for my thoughts about what I just read. Now, I mean, think about that. And this reminds me of a story I heard this past week. There were these two monks that were walking through a forest, and they came upon a river. Now, there was a woman standing at the side of the river, and she asked for help getting across. The first monk was a bit uh, irritated, kind of taken aback. He just kept walking. But the second monk picked the woman up, carried her across the river, and set her down on the other side safely. Well, the monks then carried on with their journey, but the first monk was obviously upset, and so after a couple hours, the second monk asked what was wrong. The first monk said, Brother, you know we are not supposed to touch a woman, and yet you picked that woman up and carried her across the river. The second monk said, Brother, I dropped that woman at the side of the river hours ago. You're still carrying her. You see, his thoughts about the woman were unnecessarily weighing him down. How often do we do this to ourselves? I know I do. So I'm not sure when you're listening to this. I mean, if it's current and we're still in 2020, then it's been quite a year. <laughs> Can we say that? I mean, lots and lots of different experiences. And we've had to learn to pivot on a dime. We've had to hold our chin up when we didn't feel like keeping it up. 
We've had to rely on ourselves more than we normally would. I mean, I don't know about you, but I realized that I had begun relying a little more than I should be on external things to make me feel happy and alive and inspired. 2020 taught me to, to really dig deep inside myself and figure out what I have that can sustain joy, even though some of the normal things that filled my life with joy weren't available, like travel or seeing my friends and family whenever I wanted, going to movies or concerts and parties. Yeah, it's easy to be happy when things are going our way, but what about when things aren't going our way? When we, what do we do or how do we react when things aren't easy for, for us or they're not fun? Do we tend to blame others? Do we tend to make things in our minds worse than they are? Do we hang on to problems longer than we need to? And maybe even create new problems for ourselves, Or do we complain about every little thing? Or do we take a look inside ourselves and ask, how can I make this situation better? What can I be grateful for? What good can I take away from this situation? Or maybe even, what do I love about this person that is currently annoying me? <laughs> you see, most of the time, it's thoughts about things that affect us more than the thing itself. During one of my meditations this week, the narrator told a story, and it's really kind of applicable here. (laughs) There was a mayor of a small town by the sea, and this mayor walked the beach barefoot every morning for years. This was something he just, he so loved, and it brought him joy. Well, as the years passed, there started to be more and more shells and rocks, and he started getting cuts and bruises on his feet. Finally, he decided he was called a town meeting and he told the townspeople he was going to cover the, pe- the beach with leather so that he could walk without hurting his feet. Of course, the townspeople were like looking at each other and they thought the idea was absolutely crazy. But no one was brave enough to voice their opinion except for one little seven-year-old boy who stood up and he said, Mr. Mayor, why don't you just wear shoes? <laughs> I mean, that sounds reasonable to me, right? But see, that didn't fit his objective. He wanted external things to change instead of him making a personal change. When I heard that story, I literally said out loud, ouch, (laughs) because it kind of hit home. I mean, how often do we do that? How often do we expect someone else to change in order for us to feel a certain way? I think most of us, if we're being honest, experience that in one way or another. Now, I've been pretty open about my younger sister, not Molly, who I talk a lot about, but my other younger sister, who, because of her religion, she doesn't want to be part of her life. You see, now that her kids are growing up, she doesn't want her children to see a different life that they may rather have. She told me in order to be part of her life, I would have to be part of that religion. So she wanted me to change in order for her to love me. Guys, that that never works. I mean, that's called conditional love. And when you have to change for someone to want you to be part of their life, then you have to be something you're not. I don't know about you, but I would rather be authentically me and around people who love me for who I am than to be loved for something I'm not. That's an empty life, and that's a life you'll never truly be able to live up to. Now, I told my sister that day when she told me we wouldn't be part of her life anymore, I said, She didn't have to change a thing in order for me to love her. You see, I'm not afraid of her beliefs at all. I just don't share them. Now, to say it doesn't bother me would be a lie. I would like for things to be different, but I don't have control of that. 
And the reason why I bring this story up is because it's a really good example of a situation that isn't easy. I mean, it's it's a situation that's not easy. It's something I've where I've done nothing wrong, and it is also something with which I have no control over. So what do you do when situations like that come up? Well, for your own peace of mind, you have to love them and let go. Letting go is the most powerful, empowering gift you can give yourself. If you cannot reconcile a wrong that you have no control over, then you have to let go and focus on things you do control. This is not sticking your head in the sand. It's protecting your peace of mind, and that is okay. Think about your life right now. Is there something or someone that you need to let go of to give yourself peace of mind? Are you needing conditions to change to make you happy? Are you wanting people in your life to be different so that you're happy? Are you relying on someone else to make you happy? Now, it isn't popular to say this, and but in my opinion, it happens to be true. Personal responsibility is linked to a happier life. So what does it mean to have a personal responsibility? Well, I have created a personal list and I'll put it in the show notes. So if you're driving, you don't have to write these down. (laughs) But I have a list of five. So here they are. My physical health is a priority. My mental health is an equal priority. I nurture the relationships that are most important to me. My home is clean and organized and my finances are in order. Now, I wrote a new mantra in my journal, and I think I'll keep writing it daily until it completely sinks in, and you can borrow it too if you want. I wrote that my life is the way it is because of the decisions I have made. The things I control are the only ones that matter in the long run. You know what the biggest thing I control is? It's my thoughts. And that goes for you as well. I mean, if we start being aware of our thoughts then we will have way more control over our happiness. And just to close today, if you're going through a rough time, it's going to get better. And eventually, you'll be able to say, I'm okay, you're okay, and it's all going to be okay. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you in a few days. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.